Welcome to Job Sharing and Beyond, the future of work podcast that goes beyond the traditional nine to five. I am Karen Tischler, speaker, consultant, and host of the show, where we hear from global experts every other week to discover innovative solutions and tips on how to remain a relevant employer in the future. Hello, everyone. Before we get started with our wonderful guest, I would like to say thank you so much for all of our listeners across 24 countries in five continents. I really appreciate that you take the time out of your busy life to listen as I talk with my international experts, business leaders, academics, and practitioners about flexible work, fathers and care, support for professionals returning back to the paid workforce after a long period of absence, and last but certainly not least, transferable business skills from unpaid care work. If this is your first time finding our show, and are wondering which previous shows may be the best one for you to explore, I highly recommend to find the two compilation episodes, which give you an overview of our first 20 episodes. And since then, we've had already three more guest episodes. Alex Su Yang Kim Peng talking about working shorter hours as described in his book Shorter with many international research examples. Founder and CEO of Talent, Jennifer Hargreaves, sharing insights about flexible work in Canada. And last week, Tina Bruno explained her parents' smart employers concept that has gone from Sweden around the world. All of these episodes, show notes, as well as ways to subscribe to your favorite listening platform can be found on our Emily's Path Consulting website, which is E-M-I-L-Y-S-P-A-T-H dot C-A. You can also subscribe to our monthly EPC newsletter on the website. It includes typically a Q&A interview, with the latest one being with Robert Frischbier, co-founder of Zweipa Schultern talking about its work on the intersectionality of new work and work-life balance. Additionally, it includes updates on our previous podcast guests and sneak previews of our future ones, as well as great research info. But now, without further ado, let me introduce our guest for today's episode. I am very happy to welcome Melanie Belitzer. Melanie is the head of technical documentation and training at an international systems mobility company where she has had a successful career since graduating with a BSc in industrial engineering nine years ago. Starting this year, she has been leading her team on a part-time basis, four days a week, and on the fifth day, she's following her passion for lifelong learning through exploration of concepts about the future of work and networking. She has been documenting her experiences of this innovative work concept in her German language blog. Her own practical experience and research of the many different perspectives of working part-time 
has led her to creating a blog parade about part-time work, which is a German-language social media initiative where nearly 20 professionals shared their own experience and reasons for alternative and flexible work models. To increase the visibility and awareness of this important aspect of the future of work, Melanie is starting a weekly mini-interview series with the Block Parade authors to learn more details about their decision-making process and diverse work models. In our podcast episode, Melanie discusses more details about her life and work model, how she prepared her team for her working part-time and her experiences during this journey. She also talks about the blog parade and the content of the articles where, for example, the balance of work and family was mentioned. Additionally, she gives recommendations on how to start the discussion about part-time work with an employer and explains why it has many advantages for organizations to offer part-time and other flexible work models. Welcome to the show, Melanie. Hi, thank you. Nice to be here. Thank you so much for coming to the show. And um, now a lot of people are listening to us from all over the world. So could you tell them a little bit where you're calling in from and if there are particular sites or a type of food that you really like? Of course. I'm from Germany, born and raised in the South. And now I'm living um, near Düsseldorf. Maybe some of you know the soccer club of the city where I live. It's Borussia Mönchengladbach. But as I personally also like the topic food very much, I would also like to talk about Kässpätzle. Kass means cheese in a dialect from the south of Germany, and Spätzle is German pasta. By the way, one that you can easily make yourself very quickly. The homemade Spätzles with cheese and fried onions in the oven and ready is a delicious lunch or dinner. And it's, you know, it's really interesting because I'm vegetarian and that was what I lived on while I was living in Germany for a really long time. And my kids love it too. So, yeah. So now, Melanie, can you tell our listeners about your professional background, please? My studies were a mixture of economics and engineering. And the focus was on communicating and documenting technology content in an easy and understandable way. I started my career afterwards with a graduate rotational program to get to know different areas of the company. Finally, I ended up in an international service department where I was responsible for the collaboration with the subsidiaries and process topics. Then I became executive assistant for strategic projects, where one of the project was the new organization of the technical documentation. So I started my first position with leadership responsibility for the implementation of my concept. Two years later, team training joined our department, and that's where I'm today, working as head of technical documentation and training, and our team is located in Germany, Slovakia, Hungary, and the US. It sounds like a very international team. So I imagine with the time difference with the US, that probably requires some juggling. It's an interesting challenge sometimes, but yeah, it works. So now you decided to try out working part-time in leadership for a year. Could you tell 
our listeners why you decided to start working flexible. After the new organization of the technical documentation, um, which was so far successful and everything was running smoothly, I started looking for new projects. But everything I tried did not really match my goals. I was looking for something that really, really fascinated and excited me. And at the meetup about working out loud, it finally worked. I heard about lifelong learning, networks, new work. And from then, my list was floated by so many books to read, so many podcasts to listen to, and became longer and longer. And I had really no idea how I should manage all the things I wanted to learn beside my daily life. And I thought a long time about different possibilities and discussed them with family, friends and my network. And the result was in the end, the idea of part-time work means four days at work and one day for learning and my personal topics. That sounds so interesting. Now, I'm curious, how did you arrange being able to work four days a week? And also, how did you prepare your team with this transition? Of course, I had an idea and a plan of how everything would be. More focus on my side, clear goals and planning, and my team would have even more opportunity to take on more responsibility. From the very beginning, I spoke very openly about my ideas and wishes. It was also very important to me that my team should become part of my experiment and adventure because I did not want it to be their disadvantage. So we went on a learning journey together to find out how this works successfully based on yeah, their regular feedback, what works and what's missing. That sounds such a wonderful thing that you include your team and it gives them the opportunity to learn what it's like. So Melanie, you have now worked 10 months in your four-day work week experience. What has it been like? Yeah, it's just 10 months, but I could probably write books about it because the learning curve is amazing at the beginning. Um, I think the most important thing I learned is it really works. And we cannot longer separate the areas of life and work. We should really combine them. And in the end, everyone benefits. In my case, the organization I'm working for, my team and myself, which means the company I work for gets not only a satisfied and very happy employee, but also many new ideas, which I bring from my day off and yeah, try them or put them into practice. Yeah, my team is on one hand still in the main focus of my work. I lead my team needs oriented and yeah, their concerns always take priority over my own tasks. And on the other hand, they have my full trust and can work self-responsible. Well, and I have more room and time for my personal development, exchange with my network, self-reflection and creativity. I'm balanced and absolutely satisfied, yeah, like I said, with my life and this kind of work model. But, and I think that's also important to say, it's also a challenge. At the beginning, of course, regarding the job, which has to be done in less time and which had to be optimized for this requirement first. But also a challenge for myself, because many of my old patterns not longer fit in the new way. And yeah, I really 
need to focus, um, need clear rules to handle requirements external from my team, from my boss, from my colleagues, but also my own requirements. Um, and yeah, I need to be disciplined to stick to the plan because over time doesn't count here as solution. Is what happened exactly what you would have expected it to be or are there any things different from what actually is happening? First of all, thanks for this question. I have not yet asked myself this, and I think it's a good one also for my own regular reflection of this experience, so thanks. You're welcome. And yes, I expected that it will work somehow. I trusted we will find a way and the plan will be maybe adjusted, but successful. But no, I have no full picture what will come up on my journey and yeah what I will learn for my job and for myself. And additionally, the advantage of part-time changed also my view on life and work models completely. It opened up new perspective and options. And I'm convinced that, yeah, these new ways become even more and more important in today's work. And that flexible work is full of potential. You started it right before COVID started to happen. How do you feel COVID has impacted your experience? Yeah, even before we had started getting used to the new way, 100% um, of the team ended up in home office. Um, so this was added as additional challenge in the first quarter. Um, yeah, a lot of was quite new. Leader in part-time, whole team in home office. <laughs> But here also my part-time time helped because I use my day off um, to, to, to learn. And I was part of so many meetups and Zoom calls from my network. And I was inspired from so many hints, for example, on Twitter, how to deal with a new situation and which impact this has. Yeah, I find also... I would say good ways to keep the team together and create team spirit regardless of the physical distance. So it was also a chance that I had yeah, time to really um, focus on the new situation. But for myself, um, I also had to yeah, find a room outside of the topics COVID and home office in order to actually work on the topics that were in my learning backlog. Um, because everything was so overloaded with the new situation. But with clear targets, it helped me um, yeah, to go back to the focus I wanted to have on my day off. As you are talking about um, new ideas, that you came up with a block parade where you invited professionals to share their part-time and flexible work experience. So can you tell us a bit more about why you came up with that? Of course. Shall I start with um, explaining what a block parade is? Yes, please. Good. If you have a blog, you could define a topic and ask other bloggers or people who want to publish their article online somewhere to write about your defined topic. Afterwards, you summarize it and, of course, make some kind of advertising for the articles because you want to make something visual for a reason. Yeah, on my journey, I met so many great people who are also working part time and each of their stories is so individual and special that I realized that part time has so many faces, perspectives and reasons. 
And my idea was to make them visible, put them together and share them. So the idea was let's tell successful part-time stories. And the idea of the block parade was born. And you had nearly 20 professionals responding to your request to write an article as part of the parade. And I'm super appreciative that I was part of them and submitted my first German LinkedIn article. And thank you again for all your German language support. Now, what surprised you the most from all of the responses? Yeah, thanks again for your participation. Um, really cool uh, that you did it. Um, yeah, you brought the international perspective to this block parade. Since it was in German, we could still have a look into the world thanks to you. What surprised me positively was the network effect that was also started besides the parade. Um, people connected who didn't know each other before, but yeah, they had the same topic and the similar work life model. And it was also great that um, some men participated and a mixed leadership tandem. This opened up a much wider view on this topic. When you wrote the summary blog about this initiative, you characterized the reasons why people chose flexible work. Could you share more about that summary? Of course, it was a little challenge to define these because all these answers were yeah, so different and there are so many options. Um, finally, I defined five categories and yeah, can share some um, insights into them. One was part-time um, in a new work context. For example, it was mentioned in one of the articles how Friedrich Bergmann defined work, which is more than earning money. Or the questions were raised if time is a good method to measure performance. Or what is the framework? What are the conditions for flexible work? Here, by the way, it was often mentioned to work from different location and also virtual. So flexible is probably more than time. But yeah, that's just as a side mark. <laughs> Also, a category is the combination of the job and profession with personal needs, life circumstances and interest, um, Yeah, which is possible due to part-time. And here the reasons and needs are so different. So we had um, participants, um, they do that for family time because they became father, um, they wanted to spend more time for their grandchildren or they are also doing part-time together with their partner and spending the day off together. Or topics like learning, exchange, study, which is really close to um, self-discovery and reorientation, time for mindfulness or yourself. Also living with an autoimmune disease, which needs time to, to, to do all the organization and um, appointments. Having a horse or a garden. Yeah, you see the range of possibilities is huge. Also, we had um, people who have an own business. There, an interesting question is, does self-employment work also on a part-time base? or yeah, building up an own 
independence besides the main job or managing an own startup. By the way, all of this could be mixed. For example, job, start an own business and learning or job, family and own startup. So here everything is possible. Another point is time versus money. That's the other side of part-time models. We have a lot of views in the block parade. For example, what the value of money is and the advantages and disadvantages of permanent positions or two opposite statements. Is it better to have more time than money versus time is money? Or the question how much we actually need. For some people, earning money is the base for the rest of their life. That yeah, they can live their dreams. For others, a possible incentive like is time the new money? Very important is also the category advantages for organizations because part-time models offer a lot of potential for one or the other company goal like diversity and gender equality, employee retention and loyalty, productivity, innovative and new ideas, or also appreciation. Last but not least, also important is category about the how. How it can work in reality. Here we have content about job sharing, top sharing, and also how to handle this in self-organized teams. This is so interesting, Melanie. And for people listening, the fact that you have both men and women involved in the different types of part-time options that they presented and all the multiple reasons of why they are doing is, it, it, I feel it really helps to learn about that. And because often I feel people think, okay, part-time, that's like, you know, the classical quote-unquote mommy track. But as you just presented, there are so many other reasons as well. And now, um, what do you feel like going a little further on that mommy trap? What do you find like the responses regarding gender and um, using more flexible work? Did that come up as well that people maybe faced some challenges or prejudices against that? The issue of balancing work and family was definitely an important topic in the block parade. And also fathers wrote about their decision, why they are doing this, the reaction to it, and their view on their role as a father. I think we hit here a really important society question mm -hmm. and discussion, which roles and which life models do we want to live and do we also accept also how expensive is living? Maybe two part-time salaries doesn't work or match the requests in all cases. And I think here is one word really important and that's flexible. We really need to think how could we make this happen in reality without these disadvantages? How could we pay work? Is an hourly based salary still fitting our way of working? My hope is that when we tell the stories like in the block parade, and we also share both sides honestly here, that we can find a better base to discuss 
possible solutions. I really feel that your blog parade created such a good start to have that conversation and to make people really, you know, think more about what it is that they value about work. And to your point, is it, do you measure it by time or is it productivity and what's the purpose of everybody's work? And um, I also feel that, you know, all what COVID has done is really allowed us to sort of maybe more narrow down what is it really that we find most important in life and so now Melanie recently you gave a lunch and learn presentation via the HR Performance Institute about your experience being a leader in part-time work and your block parade. Now, what was the feedback to your experience? I'm very curious. And did people also attend that shared their own flexible um, work stories? During um, the lunch and learn session, we already discussed about part-time and the few on this topic or the different views on this topic in the chat and also in breakout rooms. And afterwards, there were some posts on LinkedIn discussing it. And I also got some direct message with own part-time stories and questions. Um, yeah, especially when people plan or wish to do mm -hmm. part-time and are not sure. So for me, this shows how actual and important this topic is for our society as well as for our economy. And I'm very thankful and happy about this reaction because, yeah, I like to exchange ideas and experience with people who work already part-time because I'm, of course, also still learning and want to improve my way. Um, and I also want to encourage others to start this dialogue if they see a chance for them here. And thank you so much, Melanie. And this leads us perfectly to the next question I wanted to ask you. Because like here in um, North America in particular, there is a recent study that came out that was um, the Lean In and McKinsey Women in the Workplace um, report. And basically they had said that like one in four women and one in three mothers in the US are actually considering downshifting their careers and leaving the workforce all, all together. And truthfully, flexible work is still very uncommon here. And so what would you, you know, recommend for somebody who is thinking, if, you know, if I can't have a way to reduce my hours and make it more flexible, I literally have to leave the workforce altogether. What should they do when they start talking, you know, or having a conversation with their manager about this? from your own experience. Make a plan and explain how it could work in your opinion. It's really important to show also the advantages for your company, especially based on your personal model, what you are planning, and B, and show that you are self-confident that your plan will work, especially if this is a new idea in your company or if you expect resistance. Also, an idea is to start temporary um, and limit it to a defined time frame. This could be to prove that it will be successful and also for you to try it, because in most cases, part-time means also part salary. Find out if this is a good deal for you before you sign it for good. 
Another hint is to check the legal background for part-time in your country. For example, in Germany, we have laws for this. Hmm. But to be honest, I don't think this is my right is a helpful argument in a discussion about a new work-related topic. So that's not the hint. <laughs> the hint is just to have more information and it's good to know. But please don't use this as your primer argument. Thank you very much, Melanie. Now, earlier you had mentioned that one of the um, advantages that you have seen is it allows your team to also step up while you are not you know, around. And so what other arguments for all the HR um, leaders and um, senior business leaders out here listening, do you see for organizations if they offer more flexible work? Thanks for this question. This is really important because to be honest, Initially, part-time does not really fit directly into the classic career picture we have, where overtime and presents are yeah, part of everyday life for experts and managers. Mm -hmm. And yeah, part-time doesn't mean that people are not motivated or not ambitious. Please take your time and yeah, talk open about the story behind and the suggested model. And Besides that, also, there are a lot of advantages for organizations. It could support a wide range of company goals, such that employees may stay longer with the company. What could be the motivation for a change if employees are satisfied and can live their favorite model? That's also appreciation that they have the opportunity to create their own model and live it. Mm -hmm. That's yeah, something I can, of course, underline from my personal perspective. I yeah, feel also really thankful that I have the opportunity to do mm -hmm. that. And this could be the answer to the increasing unattractiveness of management position or the shortage of skilled workers. More people might use the chance to offer their talents on the labor market based on new options to work. This or a better way to combine work and family or work and other individual wishes promotes also diversity and gender equality in the company and in the teams. Today, more and more important. And yeah, Karen, I think that was also something you mentioned in your um, article in the blog parade. Yes. <laughs> And when you add to this the new ideas, the active networks or experience from self-employment or own startups, which employees bring with them to the company, when they use all this in their jobs and roles, that's perfect. And yeah, we already raised the, 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 the question productivity. How effective are you really eight hours in a row? Does this fit to the jobs and roles in our business world anymore and could this be a chance to find better ways also to to solve this i'm pretty sure that there are plenty of additional advantages for companies um, there is an incredible amount of potential here for employees as well as for organizations and behind all the stereotypes which yeah you also mentioned um, in the questions before yeah, they do not longer exist in some places, of course, but I think there are still many places 
where where yeah where the stereotypes are normal life so yeah we should not forget that there are also a lot of advantages for all sides thank you so much melody i could listen to you for you know ever really because it you have such an enthusiasm which i share about flexible work and i just really feel it is so important for more people worldwide to learn about the different types and you know that as you've discovered through your blog parade that there are so many individual reasons why people um pick a type of flexible work and what advantages as you just um, explained it has for not just the person him or herself but also for organizations and therefore for society as a whole so now is there anything melanie that we have not touched upon that you would like to share with our listeners yeah, thank you. Um, I want to share some questions. How do you want to live and work in the future? You personally, what would you do with a day off? Or would you prefer to work every day less hours? What else is important for you besides earning money? And could part-time be an option to enrich your life? Or when you are a business leader or working for HR, is there a chance for your company? And what was also raised in the lunch and learn session you already mentioned earlier, how could work and life models look like and how can they work in reality? And when you compare and see both sides, does new work and especially this part-time fit into our performance-oriented society? I think these should be some questions where everybody, yeah, could maybe take a minute or five and think about it because yeah here is so many potential it really worth it thank you so much i think that's an awesome idea to make our listeners you know ponder more about this and especially now they've heard your experience and learned about other ways of doing it maybe somebody listening to this might write to us in a few months and say, I listened to this and I thought about it more and this is what I have done. And that's really, I feel is one of the goals of this podcast is to spread more of that information and experience and role models like yourself across the world. So we don't have to reinvent the wheel every time, but we can already have best practices that we can listen to and you know start with that so now melanie if somebody wants to contact you how can they best reach you and you can find me with my um, name on linkedin and twitter um, on twitter i also use the handle bx suitcase which is by the way also the name of my blog and yeah, please feel free to contact me with your feedback, opinion, and also your own story. Or if you have any questions, I would be happy to get in touch. Thank you so much, Melanie, for being a guest on the show today. It's been really, really amazing to hear about your experience and all the things you have done. And I really look forward to be honest, to have you come back in a year or two and learn more what is happening 
with you and all the plans you have. Yeah, thank you very much for the opportunity um, Yeah, that I could share my story and also the results of the blog parade. Thanks for your support. Um, it was quite exciting for me because that's my first podcast and it's directly in English. So thank you so much um, Yeah, for, for the invitation and the good time here. Thank you. It's I really appreciate your bravery to do this podcast in English, especially as your very first one, because it really helps people because not everybody speaks German around the world. So for you to be willing to do this allows many more people from so many countries to listen and learn. So thank you so much again. Thank you so much for listening to the show. We hope you gained valuable insights and new ideas. To keep listening to future episodes, please head over to iTunes or your favorite player and subscribe and give it a rating. We would very much appreciate a review and for you to share it on social media so more people can start innovating in how they offer employment. Until the next time, goodbye.